It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law. Featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Terry Liu, an attorney at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to mockbaker.com. That's M A U C K B A K E R.com. Or give us a call at 312 726 1243. How can Christians fulfill their duty to be stewards of the earth? And what does this look like? Today I'll be speaking with John Murdoch, a self styled Christian conservative tree hugger who worked as a natural resources attorney in Washington, D.C. for over a decade. In the past, John taught environmental law at Handong International Law School in South Korea and now practices natural resources law in the public sector. John, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. Thank you very much, Terry. It's good to be here. Yeah. So uh, as a lawyer, how, how have you been involved in preserving the environment? Well, I've worked... Um, in the, in the public sector, um, and sometimes sometimes we're preserving, and sometimes we're trying to develop responsibly uh, natural resources. Uh, focused a lot of my career so far is focused on water law, and um, so I would sometimes joke that I damn the world by day and try to save it by night. Uh, but um, <laughs> full time job, so it's, perhaps too full time. Yeah, it can be it can be a it can be a mix a mixed bag in in practice as we're trying to to deal with the legitimate uh, human needs and the uh, our call to develop what God has given us, but to do so in a responsible way and one with an eye on future generations. Mm. I, I love that, um, that sort of that tag of being a Christian conservative tree hugger. It feels like there's many potential points <laughs> of, of tension in that. Um, you know, can you, can you walk us through um, in your mind, you know, what that means? Like, how, how do those three right. components sort of come together? <laughs> well, it's certainly used as, a, as an attention getter, and, um, and because uh, those do seem to be contradictory in today's um, political and cultural climate. But I make the case uh, in my writing, in my work, that uh, those are not, not oxymoronic things. Um, as Christians, we're we're called to uh, to care for creation. It's literally our first job in the in the book that we cared most about the Bible. And it starts on page one and runs all throughout it. Uh, certainly, it's not should not be odd for conservatives to care about conservation, about uh, conserving natural resources and using them wisely. And uh, a tree hugger, uh, it's uh, from a literal standpoint. I, I have hugged some trees. It feels nice to do it. Um, but of course, that's the uh, the major attention getter. Um, it seems that those that that should not go with the other two. But uh, but much of my writing is trying to convince people that you know these things can go together. You can care about nature uh, in a Christian way, and certainly even from a conservative political standpoint. Mm. Uh, in your in your experience, perhaps limited, you know, which what, what kind of tree gives the best hugs? Oh, I, I, the bigger the better. Um, yeah, <laughs> the better. some of those great, uh, great redwoods, things like that. You know, something that's been there for 
hundreds, if not thousands of years, and that's it's uh and there's something something about that connection with, with something that's so much older, so much bigger, so much grander than you are. And um in a small way it's a reminder of, of what creation tells us. Uh, you know, it's sort of a a letter from God, often called the the book of creation, the, the idea that God is speaking to us through what he has made and and um and trees are some of the best things he's made, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of alluded to this earlier, um, but well, why do you believe uh, many conservative Christians seem to be against laws to preserve and protect the environment? Well, it's an unfortunate um, sort of result of, of tribalism, I would say, where we've seen uh, since probably, I think a key inflection point was around the 1976 to 1980 era, as some important issues were were getting sorted out among the political parties. And long story short, the the pro-lifers, among whom I would count myself one, certainly, uh, ended up going hard into the Republican camp. Environmentalists went hard into the Democratic camp. And then tribalism sort of took over. And so then those issues became separated and um, and there's there are other reasons for that as well, but that was a key period where this sorting out happened. And then an attitude developed, certainly on the right, where essentially if Al Gore's for it, I'm against it, right? And that was the, mm. was the extent of the thinking. Um, you know, I say well, I say our thinking should be more robust than that. We can acknowledge that it's possible for people that we disagree with often to have some good ideas. That's a possibility we should engage with. I like that. Uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Terry Liu of the law firm of Mock and Baker. If you missed part of this show or want to hear other Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit mockbaker.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today we've been speaking with John Murdoch, a natural resources attorney, about the, the possibility that uh, one can be conservative, but also a tree hugger. <laughs> so, um, so you were mentioning, uh, John, that you know, as sort of as a, a result of, of perhaps tribalism, that people have sort of divided into different camps, and and that um, conservative uh, values um, are potentially not in line with uh, conservation efforts anymore. Um, how would you walk someone through bringing these values together so that they don't feel like they cannot coexist? Uh, sure. Well, I, I, I guess take a, a question your premise just a little bit, because I think that mm. conservative values are very much in line with uh, conservation, caring about the mm-hmm. environment, what we sometimes call creation care. Uh, the, I guess, conservative um, associations, conservative uh, realities of our current cultural climate that make that difficult. But essentially what I'm trying to to suggest people do is to go back and think through, actually, if you start at the values level, work your way back through that, uh, then you can see that maybe, maybe where we're at right now with what seem to be often reactionary responses to environmental uh, proposals could be a problem. Um, again, it's, um, it's our first job in scripture. It's, um, it's something that 
conservative luminaries like Russell Kirk have have highlighted and noted that it should be an issue that transcends political boundaries. Uh, but unfortunately, that's that's not where we're where we're at right now culturally, uh, for the most part. But I found you know uh, when you have when you put yourself out there in this somewhat odd way, you find people who you know sort of come to you and and say yeah 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 I agree with that too. But it, it's a it's an environment where it's hard for people to express that openly at times. There's mm-hmm. an assumption that others would disagree. When often that's mm-hmm. not the case. Um, there, I think this is an area where, but uh, it's an area where, where maybe more people feel this way than, than actually talk about it. Um, and I'm just hopefully encouraging people that it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to, to, to call yourself a tree hugger. That's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Um, and so you, you've uh, referenced this a couple times now, um, but what does the Bible say uh, about uh, the responsibility uh, to care for the earth? Well, of course, I mean, you start off on page one and we get the dominion mandate, um, which is sometimes taken, uh, you can take that in, in a good way or a bad way. I mean, one, one way to take that is, aha, I've got the power and now I can do whatever I want. That seems to be the bad way uh, to me, but uh, uh, God has called has called humanity to care for what He's created, given Him a special place in creation um, and special responsibilities. You can see that in the Adam and Eve story, uh, Genesis two fifteen, where Adam is told to uh, to to take care of the garden. It's not just to use it for whatever uh, you, however you desire it. And of course, it's important to note that. This job comes before the fall, so the fact that we uh, that we want to to work to take care of creation is it was God's will. Even it's not the result of sin that that work is hard. Um, it's it's something we were called to do even before sin enters the picture. So it's our first job, and and we see throughout we see we see touches of this in the Old Testament law uh, issues of how do you deal with sustainability, there are verses about, well, you can, you know, if you find a, a bird's nest, you can take the eggs, but don't take the, don't take the mother. This idea of leaving a sustainable resource. Um, you see glimpses of it all throughout, all throughout scripture. Hmm. Um, how would you respond to the idea that, you know, caring for the environment is a really, really big thing. Um, that's sort of the government's domain. Um, what can I, as an individual person, do? Well, it's a, it's certainly there, there's a level where it is a corporate responsibility, and, and I think um, law is important. But uh, each of us have, have it. We can't help but interact with the environment around us. And so whether we do, do that well with the idea of, of stewardship in mind, or if we do that recklessly, that's on us. And we have, especially as Americans, with our, you know, by world standards, great wealth, great power, uh, each one of us has a greater responsibility um, than many on this planet. And the things that we do, indirectly though it may be, can impact uh, others on this planet as well. All right, I'd love to come back to that coming up. We will talk further with John Murdoch, a natural resources attorney, about how Christians can unite to preserve the environment and take care of the earth. 
I'm Terry Liu, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Terry Liu, an attorney at Mock and Baker, a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals with their legal needs. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to mockbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, we've been speaking with John Murdoch, a natural resources attorney, about uh, the role that individuals can and perhaps should play um, in protecting and preserving the environment. Uh, thanks for being with us, John. Uh, so before the break, uh, you were talking about how there certainly you know, is a role for the government to play uh, in protecting and preserving the environment, but that there's also you know, an important role that individuals play as part of a corporate responsibility in caring for well for the environment. Um, how have uh, you personally uh, understood or embraced that individual role in your own life? Sure. And uh, for me, I, I grew up in a rural East Texas environment where mm. just being outside, being part of, uh, sort of interacting with nature was was a par for the course and doing getting out fishing and things like that. Um, and so sort of growing up in that, and also we were, we were a family that still embraced values that may be a little out of fashion now, like frugality. So, so, Hey, when we found out that they'd actually pay you money, if you go pick up those aluminum cans, I was out of the kid, you know, making an extra buck here or there, just uh, picking things up like that. And, and, uh, I had a mom who was into the, uh, health food movement at different uh, waves along the way. So we got, yeah, sort of some thinking about what the importance of what we eat. Um, but you know, for me, it always it it always just seemed to make sense that this was how we're supposed to live our lives. To um, that it wasn't just all about us. That, that that we had a responsibility to care for creation. It wasn't just a giant sandbox that got created and, uh, for our pleasure only. Uh, that we mm-hmm. had responsibilities uh, in in the midst of that. And so how does that play out now? You know, I mean, there's plenty of people who are what you might call greener than me, uh, but, but I've tried to at least think through certainly big decisions in life and how, how am I stewarding uh, what God's given me? Are there ways I can, I can uh, do things less, less destructively? Um, so when I lived in DC, I, I was able to live seven years without a car. Um, and that's something you can do in DC, but it's hard to do elsewhere. I own a car now. Same time though, it's that's one that gets you know, it gets good gas on. You do the little things you can. I recycle as much as I can. I try to I compost. You know, I just have a mindset of thinking about these things. And I sometimes use the example of a uh, you know, they're all little things. Um, it's kind of like one little and, and sometimes the problems can seem so overwhelming. It can feel like you've got like a rubber band gun going up against a raging elephant coming at you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I understand that, um, that sense of maybe demoralization or sort of what's the, what's the use. But if you, if you add up everything that you can do, it, it does add up to something. Now, this is not to say that there's no role for the government, but, but if, if the citizenry, if we are more concerned about this, then it, it, it will bleed over into public policy areas as well. But so just to put a, a bow on that, for, I don't know, it was about a year, I just I'd use that analogy 
of uh, the rubber bands. I was like, well, how many, how many physical rubber bands did I run into? And mm-hmm. I just started, just started saving the, 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 the physical rubber bands. And it added up to about a softball's worth of rubber bands <laughs> just that I would mm. come across and save. And I use that as an example of, you know, these things that may seem small, when you add them all up, uh, it can have a real, it can have a real impact, especially when multiplied by say, a congregation, uh, any, any place where there's a sense of common cause and we're agreeing that this is important. Sure. Yeah. So I, I recently had a conversation with someone at my church actually, and, and they, they were of the attitude, you know, well, we had a good run here on earth, but the future is somewhere else like on Mars. And so, you know, maybe, um, it'll be important for us to be more careful on our future home planet, but maybe, uh, you know, it, it's too late, uh, for us to reverse some of the damage you've done here on earth. Would you agree with that or disagree? <laughs> that we should shift our focus to Mars. I'm going to go and disagree. I think we're still okay. the best bet here is on planet Earth. Yeah, no, I, I know. The I, idea I, that it's it's you know it's yeah. too late to to fix some of the things that we've done here on Earth. No, I don't. I don't think it's hopeless at all. And, and we were and we started by going through some of the um, what the Bible has to say about this, and mm. and it's not just in the Old Testament. Um, we talk about it's one of the most important books of the Bible, uh, Romans, uh, Paul's letter to the Romans, and Maybe one of the most important chapters in that, Romans 8, um, talks about this creation that's groaning. whole earth has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth, but it's waiting for something new to come. It's waiting for things to get better. And the, uh, the uh, New Testament scholar N.T. Wright, in his translation, puts it this way. He says that creation itself is on tiptoe with ex- expectation, eagerly awaiting the moment when God's children will be revealed. So I think there is there's real hope for this earth, but it's a vision of not just, well, we've run this down, and now it's the next place, whether that be Mars or maybe more commonly in Christian uh, subculture, the idea, well, we're just going to go off, going off to heaven, and we sure. put the earth aside. And that, I think, is some bad eschatology. Um, people like N.T. Wright have been reminding us that, no, the, the better vision is one of redemption, of, of mm-hmm. God making making all things new, not, not making all new things. If you get the difference, there's a, an idea that. that, that what we, that what we do here matters and uh, that it will, it requires Christ in his second coming to bring it all to culmination. But still, we're not just rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. We can have a real impact here and now, and we're called to do so to steward this, uh, and, and even if you disagree on that um, eschatology, and some may, um, we're, there's no doubt that the Scripture calls us to care for what we have here and now. Sure, yeah. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Terry Liu of the law firm Mock & Baker. And we're talking to John Murdoch, a natural resources attorney, uh, about the responsibility as Christians to, to understand our role in preserving and protecting the environment. Uh, so, John, you shared a little bit about, you know, what you've been able to do on an individual level uh, to sort of encourage our listeners. Um, but mm-hmm. are there ways in which uh, our listeners can also engage these issues um, from a legal or political perspective? Well, certainly, um, there are lots of, of good environmental groups uh, that uh, that gather people to 
to engage on public policy, to engage on uh, through through the courts uh, lawsuits. Um, and I have to be I have to be careful. I can't I can't I'm not going to to tell you which one to go to or which one to not go to. But there's certainly sure. lots of ways that we are that we can be uh, you know, interact as more than just individuals. And that's again you because know, when you act as only as individuals, it can at, at times be demoralizing. You feel like the problems are are so big. What can I do? But as with any big problem, right? The, we get together. We find people of like mind begin to uh, begin to organize and begin to engage. Sure, things can happen, and and your elected representatives need to hear from you that if this is important. I'd say especially if they're of a conservative bent. Sometimes they don't hear enough from. Uh, their conservative constituents that this is important to them and and that can have an important impact. Uh, politicians listen um, and few people actually speak up. So that is um, something to consider. How do you as a citizen engage? Uh, lots of opportunities there. Um, and I'd, I'll leave it uh, to the individuals and congregations to figure out how best to do that uh, on their own. But but I think we're we're called to engage on every level. Our stewardship is individual; it's also corporate as well. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, your your current pr practice is in natural resources law. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what that entails? Well, probably just a little bit. I'm back. Um, mm -hmm. I'm back in the public sector, and so I've been asked not to uh, to talk in, in detail about this. I'm here just in my personal capacity, but I I deal with that interaction. Have the People ask, are you, are, you, are you a green lawyer? I'm like, well, sometimes it's green, sometimes it's kind of gray, though, right? And I'm, I tend to deal with this interaction of, of how resources, uh, particularly federally owned resources, uh, are utilized. And, that, and that's, you know, that's where a lot of us are in life, right? We're, we're, not, we're not looking to, to not have any impact on, on the world, uh, but we're looking to hopefully do it in a, in a way that is careful and thoughtful and um, sustainable over the long term. Hmm. Thank you for the work you do, John. It's really important work, and I'm glad uh, Christian Conservative Triager is helping to do it. Thanks for speaking with us today. How can people learn more about your work? Well, about me personally, I, I have a website, johnmurdoch.org, which collects my writings on uh, many of those are on environmental issues, creation care issues. Uh, so people are welcome to go there, johnmurdoch.org. Um, also, lots of good organizations uh, that engage on this. Um, one that I was previously on the board of, the Earth Stewardship Alliance, is a, a good group of headed by conservative Christians who, uh, who have thought, thought hard about this and are trying to, uh, to do good work. Great. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Mock and Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at mockbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Visit our website to subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter with legal updates or call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus. Thanks for listening. I'm Terry Liu, attorney at Mock and Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. Have to serve somebody.
Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody. 